Kyle Hendricks was magnificent. The Cubs win the series, but they finished the road trip four and six. We break it all down and more right now. You are Locked On Cubs, your daily Chicago Cubs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cubs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alongside Sam Olber, I'm Matt Cozy. Please support the show and be a part of the Locked On Cubs community by following on all audio platforms. And you can watch, subscribe, and leave a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for making us your first listen. Sam and I are lifelong fans, taking our passion into a discussion with you on all things Cubs. Welcome to a new week. Welcome to a Monday episode, and thank you to uh, everybody on the audio side, everybody on the YouTube side, whenever and wherever you may be listening, as we are again thankful to be kicking off another week with you. Cubs win two out of three over the Giants, but finished the road trip four and six, and did not break their triple threat of doom on Sundays. The Northsiders continued their struggles on Sundays, struggles on series finales, and struggles on days before an off day. Cubs won 3 to 2 Friday, 4 to nothing Saturday, and then dropped that finale 13 to 3 on Sunday. Highlights over the weekend, really two main ones. Marcus Stroman continued his run of quality starts Friday, and then Kyle Hendricks, just a joy to watch on Saturday as he posted 7 and 2 thirds, no hit innings as he was magnificent once again. Sam, where do you want to start? There's a lot here. Ten games down on the trip. Cubs return to Wrigley Tuesday, 28-37. and 37, And uh, they, they couldn't break out of their funk. Uh, again, that, that that triple threat, as I'm calling it. Um, some pluses, but, but a lot of minuses as well. well. I'd like to start by saying it's a very special show, and it's not because this is the first show I've done without a hat since my torturous haircut about a month plus ago. Right. But it's because it's your birthday. Yeah. So I'd like to wish you a happy 25th. Thank you. And, uh, you know, I hope you enjoyed the Sunday and, and, and our listeners. Everybody everybody that listens on this on YouTube should be commenting happy birthday and smashing a like. So oh, I appreciate that. Like yeah. that, that just seems right. And no one will have to worry about my birthday because that will require the Cubs playing deep into the postseason. So anyway. Uh, and I feel 25. So we're no, good. and you and you look at <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was pretty funny because right. I kind of for me and you know you know this about me our listeners don't when I say I'm mentally checked out I'm still checked in more than like 99% of the fans um but for me I checked out Friday and Saturday. Yeah. I watched I watched the last 5 innings or so after the basketball game on Friday. Um, and it was, you know, it was a nice win, whatever. And then on Saturday I was out with some friends celebrating a couple birthdays and they had the game on at the the place we were at. And I, I was pretty checked out until Kyle got rolling. And then once he got through five, no hit innings, I started really getting into it. Um, as you could imagine and kind of like 
asking every like my friends and then like the people around us like why nobody cared that Kyle Hendricks was throwing a no hitter. And then I started to lecture people about America's pastime and how important this is and how everybody's just sitting on their phone and drinking and eating and, and, and and your whole national league ball club with, with one of the pillars of of their, their franchise is on the mound dealing a no hitter in the, in the midst of a terrible season. Everybody's just ordering beers and stuff. It it bothered me. Um, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I noticed that you were, you were mostly off the grid. I wasn't, yeah. Uh, it was definitely a different feeling from my side of the glass too. I wasn't sure whether to reach out to you or not Saturday because I, I watched zero pitches Friday, every pitch Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed watching that game. It was, oh. it was very old school. Well, it's just, I've always thought that Kyle Hendricks in his own way just was w- without having to say a word was always kind of one of the leaders of the team. Um, just by yeah. example, just oh, yeah. pure, just purely by example. And he always has this knack of delivering something when you don't even know that you need it. And yeah. that was a special moment. And I'm not going to lie to you. I thought he was going to do it. Like if you were to tell, if you were to tell me before Mitch Hanniger's at bat, is he throwing a no, no, I would have said, yes, I thought for sure he was rolling and he just, he, he got a couple of bad swings from Hanniger on changeups um, two, two, long and, then, at and then three, two, and he tried to just sneak a fastball middle in. And that's where Kyle always gets in trouble. Cause if he doesn't get it in enough, it, the guy's going to get barreled it and he barreled it, but it was a great performance. And it, it led to me being interested in Sunday's game, which For was, sure. a mis- which was a mistake. Um, yeah. Because- could they go into bed Saturday? was like, could they, f- could they finally no get over it? Yeah, no, could they no. finally get over and actually string something together? So I, I have a couple things from the road trip that I'd like to go over, um, but I'd like to stick with the offense first. Going off of that, overall four and six trip. And by the way, like, I, I congrats on taking two out of three in San Fran. I, taking two out of three after you just got swept means you're two and four in your last six. So I'm not going to sit here and throw a well, party yeah, no, for that you. Was, you're right. Um, Four and six road trip and 10 games out West normally would be a fine result. But when you're in the midst of being one of the worst teams in the NL, it's not. Well, for um, this team now, where they're, where they're at, there would yeah. I think there would have been a slight tone change if they won Sunday. Sure. Or or a game in Anaheim. Yeah. Well, yeah. But I they, they had already yeah. messed that up. So right. even just this weekend, the three games, I – I would there would have been a tone change and just overall now even moving forward before you get into the concerns. Yeah. I'll I'll feel differently. And and again, I'll I'll enjoy the moments game by game. But again, big picture, I will feel differently after a win streak. So three straight is a win streak. Yeah. And I'll feel a lot different. I have the number five in mind. If they rattled off five in a row, that would elicit a tone change. Two out of three and getting beat by 10 and, you know, 10 after Brandon Crawford closed the series, a position player. It's hard for me, even despite the, the just mastery from one of the, the, the franchise legends on the mound to have a tone change. Yeah. It's hard. I got a lot of people tweeting at me last on Saturday night saying, "Hey Sam, you still throw, you still waving the white flag. the The white flag will be raised unless you sweep you sweep Pittsburgh at Wrigley. Come back and talk to me. I don't need five in a row. Right, sweep that would Pittsburgh. be yeah, that'd be three in a row. Sweep, yeah, and 
directly three games gained from the team from, from a team yeah. in your division, right? Yeah, you, you they they haven't won a series by the way all year against the Central. Uh, you mm. sweep this NL Central. You sweep Pittsburgh. We'll talk. Until then, I'd like to highlight some major concerns on this club. So, yeah, yeah. on this road trip, and and this could go back. This could go back way farther. I just chose the road trip because it, it works yeah, perfectly funny. with June. I'm going to read you some slash lines. You ready? Yes. Nico Horner, 242, 306, 273. That's good for a 578 OPS. That's putrid. Ian Happ, 179, 378. Ian's taking his walks, slugging 179. Not one extra base hit on the trip. That's good for a 557 OPS. That's worse than putrid. Dansby Swanson, 182, 250, 303, good for a 553 OPS. That's even worse. And then Seiya Suzuki, 200, 273, 267, with an OPS of 539. And that's uh, with some injuries that we don't even know about. The point I'm trying to make, Matt, is this. I've beat the David Ross drum more than you could beat it. I have talked about the margins more than you can. And I stand by all of those things. However. None of those things matter if the pillars of pillars of your team, the four guys that are supposed to be the consistent producers on your team, all stink at the same exact time. Okay. And if right. you want a little bit of a breath of positivity, if you want, if you want Sam the pessimist to become Sam the optimist for about 45 seconds on your Monday, here it is. In April, we beat the drum about how the Cubs were getting really good results but not getting enough wins, right? Wisdom was hitting out of his mind, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Remember those days? Feels yeah. like months ago. It was a while ago. Well, the Cubs just went four and six on a West Coast trip. And if, if you, you go before that, coming into that, they took two out of three from Tampa. So that's they're, they're six and seven in their last 13, and they have done absolutely nothing on offense during those 13 games. Nothing. Those guys in those 13 games have been awful. Those guys are going to hit a little bit more. They're not Ian Happ is going to get an extra base hit before the season ends. I promise you. <laughs> so if you want to look a little bit half glass full, is you're going into a huge stretch where I think you have six of your next nine against Pittsburgh. Unless that Pittsburgh, That's true. Is, is it four in PNC or it's three? It's three, right? I think it's three, yeah. Yeah. So six of your next nine are against Pittsburgh. Just the the math. Just like when Patrick Wisdom was hitting out of his mind, the math said he's going to hit a slump soon. The math and the projections say that at some point soon, these guys are going to get off the schneid. And the hope is if they're all in a funk at the same time, they'll both get hot at the same time and you can start winning some games again. But those guys have to be better. This Ian Happ season so far, the total season has been inexcusably bad. Yeah. He needs to figure out where his power is. He needs to reevaluate his approach and, and you know, we have unanimous Nico Horner approval rating on this show. He needs to be better offensively. Um, right. And they need to get going. Those those guys, nothing matters unless those guys are going. Then we could talk about the other stuff. Well, yeah, that's your one through four in the lineup. At least it had been before uh, Nick Madrigal's triumphant return on Friday where he let off. <laughs> uh, and then we'll talk about Saya later on. There's apparently some some mis mystery behind him. Um, but, yeah, those four are, the, are major – pieces to this club you know this year and that's how the roster was set up and unfortunately on the road trip they just couldn't do it and uh it was clear early on with with the three four hitters i believe on thursday's episode we highlighted their numbers and 
Suzuki at one stage was one for 23, had three hits on Friday night. but And we haven't seen him since. Yeah, yeah, which is a concern. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the breakdown of the, the next stretch. You know, the math adds up there. It's just a matter if they're actually going to do it. Are you going to be clutch in clutch spots? No. Are you going to support your pitchers defensively? No. Wow, you you really are down on this club. Well, I mean, what is there to be? I know. On Sunday, when... I so badly want to see him do it. I'm not saying you don't. If they if if they but if they they, they do have, it's crazy that they still have an opportunity because of how putrid the division is and well, how weird well, this well, sport is. The Oakland A's swept the Brewers in Milwaukee, and before that, took two out of three in Pittsburgh. the The MVP of the season so far for the Cubs are Oakland. They're zero three yeah. against the Cubs, and they're beating everybody the Cubs are chasing. They've won five straights. They're they're zero and three against the Cubs and five and one versus Pittsburgh and Milwaukee. If the Cubs somehow wow. were to make, if the Cubs were to somehow make a run at this thing, we all should buy A's jerseys, and that would account for about seventy five percent of their stadium revenue. Send them thank you notes. I mean, they get about eight people per game. Literally, they get about yeah, they get about two hundred and eight people. You sweep Pittsburgh, my tone will change. Until then, this is where I'm going to be. Locked on A's doing a great job in the midst of uh, their possible move, by the way. Yeah, no, that that's completely understandable. We're going to dig in deeper based and, on some. And not a not a two out of three, and they tried hard but found a way no. to lose on Thursday. No. Sweep. One, two, three, brooms out. And then, by the way, why do, they, ha- why do they have another Thursday night game followed by the Friday oh. day game when Baltimore or the team on the road gets the whole night off? Why are why are the Cubs they don't play at one twenty Thursday? No, it's a seven oh five, just like that Mets and the Reds thing. Why, why is the uh, you know is that Crane Kenny? No, <laughs> just tied that dude. Why are they? Why why do the Cubs put their? Oh, I'm waving it again. Why do the Cubs put their own team at a disadvantage? I'm going to have to suffer the consequences of that. I'm, I'm going to be at Friday's contest. Remember remember last time that happened? They lost to the Reds by like 60. Yeah, I know. And they weren't ready to play. Right. And by the way, if Justin Steele doesn't get hurt, they're probably three, three games better. Well, you could do that. We could go in circles about that. I'm just saying, it's just there's some luck elements to that too. I mean, yeah, well, where's it, Cody Bellinger? No, well, him and Suzuki are hanging out in the uh, the mystery injury well, at laboratory. At least we know where Bellinger is. He's at Sloan now. So is he going to be back by like the fourth or? Well, yeah, I think so. Okay, well, I'm hoping he'll be back like a week from now. Be a nice week to have him, a nice week to have him so. back for the Pirates series. On Tuesday? Well, one of them. Yeah, right. He's got to do a rehab assignment first. Well, so. Okay. All right. So, yeah. So, great. <laughs> great discussion here. First 15 minutes of the show. Could that be the end of it? or No. Uh, we'll no. keep going. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. Uh, coming up next, we are going to go over uh, some more from the road trip, but more from the young pitcher's perspective as we have some uh, concerns Uh, with them. And we do that coming up next. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors for a championship team. It's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. 
you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the eBay Motors My Garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The Cubs play the Pirates at 7.05 p.m. Central Tuesday, and you can listen to every pitch with the Cubs' hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. On the SXM app, search Cubs or tune into Channel 844 and catch the Cubs all season long on SiriusXM. Perhaps uh, punctuated by Hayden Wisniewski's performance Sunday, Sam, and also a couple different relievers. I think it's time we zoom in on, on the young pitching brass of the Cubs oh. right now as, as they continue to at be the hammered. big league level. At the big yeah, at the big level. league level, right. So shout out to my what I, in the background. What I just spoke about in, in the earlier parts of the show about Dansby and, and those guys struggling, that that's more annoying and, and, and short-term concerns that I think also are just kind of luck-induced where all four of them are struggling at the same time. I know all four of those guys are above-average big league players. Now, you know, are those are any of those guys stars? Probably not, and that's a different discussion. But I know they're going to be okay. I, I don't think they are. I know they are. I know those guys are going to be all right. Yeah. It doesn't excuse this. Right. The long-term concerns that I have right now are that we have been convinced, and there's no bigger buyer and uh, of this, uh, you know, rhetoric that we're being sold about the pitching lab, and the the idea that the Cubs have quote figured it out how to develop pitchers, and right, the names that come to mind are Cade Horton, Jordan Wicks, uh, uh, Ben Brown, uh, Jackson Ferris, Palenti, the main four, yeah, who, whoever it is, right. But my thing is this. If you have figured out how to develop pitchers or tweak pitchers, how is every single young guy on your team that is a pitcher besides Alzali not only struggling and going through growing pains, but they are literally unpitchable? I'd like to read you the ERA from today's game. Okay. Wisniewski. Wisniewski. Young, promising guy. We all had high hopes about going into the year. 5-3-3, yep. three, three, and I honestly think he's pitched worse than that. He's had a couple decent games, but overall, he can't get out lefties. The last two games, they faced the Angels and Giants. First thing I did, bet an Otani home run, bet a Jock Peterson home run. Anytime Wisniewski wow. pitches and he faces a slugger, a lefty slugger that hits mistakes, take it. You're getting good value, okay? Fulmer's not a young pitcher, 5-9-3, atrocious. Brandon Hughes, young lefty arm, 7.24. Almost would think he's a candidate to get sent down, but you just can't send down this many guys. Rucker, 497. Started out the year well, been a disaster since. Jeremiah Estrada, young, live arm. We were all excited to bring him out, bring him up. One of the guys Jed was talking about to help this bullpen. He's unpitchable. He's unpitchably bad at a 6.75, and that's flattering. And then Javier Assad. Has a great WBC, young arm, touch of 97, yeah. 561. He's been atrocious. And I didn't even mention Keegan Thompson, who isn't being able to get outs in the minor leagues. 
I am a little. Is it not fair to be concerned that if you're supposed to be now a pitching lab and a pitching factory, you can't get any of your your young arms to at least be functional to help the big league club? Those are all the main names. They just so happened to pitch in the same game Sunday, which made it uh, convenient for 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 this type. Because they're segment. all low leverage guys. It's brutally concerning, actually. I, I would say that you know you say unpitchable, and I I can't disagree with that. In fact, you know, of course, my GM brain wants to do all these roster moves and we're getting to a point where it's like, who do you even bring in and how are these guys going to get better? No. You know, because there's so many things that you should be able to do at this level, even as a player development grouping. And it just is not happening. Those are all the exact names. And we got, we have to remember, you know, unfortunately Wisniewski was sent down for a reason. And it was brought up again to be a relief pitcher. Right. Justin Steele got hurt. Wisniewski has to come in. And today he was not good. I thought he was fine against the Angels. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and the Rays. You know, outstanding relief appearance with the Rays, longer innings. But, yeah, I mean, he was sent down for a reason. They brought him back up after only two starts, but in a different role. So, um, yeah, Hughes is a big concern. Estrada, you know, Rucker, I don't know if he's a long-term piece anyway. Uh, but I would say Wisniewski, Hughes, right. uh, and even Assad, though, you mentioned, he. where's he been? He's yeah. only at mop-up time. And, 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 and let me say this. it's People want to always talk about what's coming up. Let, let me read you some numbers. Cody Hoyer in the minor leagues so far. Well, no, I, I did this kind of last night a little bit. Yeah, he has an 874. Palencia. Palencia in the minor leagues. We tip talk about how electric. 6-4-3. Bailey Horn has struggled recently. The left. Cam Sanders has walked 34 hitters in, in 26 innings. Manny Rodriguez, ERA in the fours or fives, yeah, right? They're all, yeah. So my whole thing is, if you're a pitching lab, why do all these guys stink? Yeah. They, they, all, they all have tools. They all have attributes where you think, you know, for example, for example. Take a guy like Keegan Thompson and put uh, him in Tampa. You're uh -huh. telling me Tampa's not going to figure out how to get him? They may, they figured out how to turn Jason Adam into a closer. You know, and that's my concern because the Cubs, if the Cubs are ever going to have sustained winning again, they have to get their pitching factory and pitching lab at the level of Tampa, the Dodgers, the Astros, the Guardians, whoever it is. You know, the Guardians are going to end up trading Shane Bieber. You want to know why? Because they could just develop another one by themselves. They have more, right? Yeah. The Cubs. They could do it. We have no proof that they know how to do this yet. The closest thing we have are guys in the minor leagues, and one of them was Wisniewski going into this year, and he's been a train wreck. So yeah, it's it, a big it, concern. Our short-term concern is obviously the team. The long-term concern is – I need to see one, just one, one of these young guys come up here and dominate, whether it's Brown, Horton. So I know that, all right, the Cubs have an idea of what they're doing because to have this many young arms, and again, struggling is putting it kindly. They're they're not pitchable. With all due respect, no, they are not pitchable. Especially Estrada. David Ross has like three and a half guys right now out of the pen that he feels good about. Uh, um, Adbert, Leiter. Merriweather, and then like in a in a in a low leverage early slate, he'll go to um, Fulmer, who's been pitching better lately. Yeah, uh, 
I yeah, he doesn't have many options to go to. No, and, and, I, and I know what people are going to say. They're going to come and say, well, that's why you're too hard on Ross. And he has this. No, look, I, I trust me. There's nobody that gets how, how bad the situation is now. It wasn't this bad the entire time, and he, and he lowers their percentage all the time. But I'm not going that route today because if it was just a Ross problem, we would talk about just Ross all the time. It's a, it's a roster-wide problem. But the, the long-term part of it, the long-term, they've got to f- prove to me that they can fix these pitchers because that is concerning. That's concerning for sure. Another concern that we have would be the continued perhaps lack of transparency regarding injuries or lack Ugh. of clarity. And say a Suzuki has missed two games in a row entering the week, uh, of course, a Monday off day. Uh, they returned to action Tuesday, uh, but a lot of cloudiness over that. Uh, David Ross described it Sunday as soreness in multiple areas. And uh, so hopefully we hear about him definitively when the clubhouse doors open about 3 p.m. Tuesday. Um, and then Sam Marcus Stroman went public on Saturday um, following some social media activity. Stroman made it be known publicly that the Cubs have not reached out to him or his people about a contract extension, and we're going to lead off, uh, barring any breaking news, uh, lead off Tuesday's episode uh, with a definitive Stroman conversation. Of course, a possible trade is in play, given that Stroman does have a player option, so he could effectively uh, opt out after this year, and the Cubs keep losing, so... If not an extension, they probably would trade him. It it would behoove them to explore a deal, uh, but maybe they're not exploring one to begin with. Yeah, we'll do. I I have a lot of thoughts on that. It's a very nuanced conversation. We'll do a show on that for Tuesday. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say this about the Suzuki thing. I'm going to be very careful what I say because I never want to question a player's toughness because that's inappropriate because I don't know what he's going through and I'm not a professional athlete. But when the Cubs come out with a statement like that, it makes the fan base question it. When you when you describe an injury as he's got some soreness in multiple areas, and he is one of, if not the most gifted hitter on the team, and coming off of a three-hit day when the team is struggling and they desperately need leadership, they desperately need a, a life support, I want that guy in the lineup. And if I'm on that team, or if I'm a fan of that team, which I am, and we're in our worst stretch of the year, and we're just hanging on for dear life, and I find out you're missing back-to-back games because of some light soreness in multiple areas, that bothers me. So my point that I'm trying to make is, I'm sure he's hurting, but I think it's not fair to him to not actually say what's going on. Because all I know is this, at this level, this game's been going on 100-plus years. There's a lot of players. When you're the best guy on the team or one of the best guys on the team and your team needs you, you you go out there. And the, the team needs everybody right now. They need Cody Bellinger back. They need Saya back. And I'm not saying any of those guys aren't hurt. But I'm saying when we get these dodgy, weird reports where you got to be Dr. Sherlock Holmes, not detective, because A, you got to figure out what's going on, and B, right. you got to figure out the medical part of it, it just rubs me the wrong way. It just rubs you the wrong way because part of being a leader, part of being the best guy in the team is being available when you need to be available. And let me tell you something. 
Nobody, not you, not me, anybody that has a nine to five day job, nobody feels good every day. And Ross is making it seem like he, well, he's just a bit sore today. And so we're going to leave him be. No, that that's unacceptable. If that's the case, I doubt that it is, but my, you're, I, you're I making just, it appear. So I would like, I, I think the reporting on that um, from the Cubs should be better. You know what? He banged his knee and we don't want further injury, so we're going to give him a couple days so he's pain-free. Something like that. or you know, So it's like, hey, it's out of him. Tell us what happened. And remember, last year they did this thing. I think it was his finger, and Saya came out and was like, hey, man, I wanted to play super bad. They were the ones that didn't let me play. Remember that before yes. the season? Yeah. So it's like he's – So it could be similar then. Yeah, yeah. And then say that. So so right, you give him the right. – it just – this team just – Every this, every little thing with this team it boggles your mind, right? Yeah, because I take that seriously. Availability when you when you learn the most about your team, you learn the most about leadership, you learn the most about everything in life when things don't go your way. And to see him out of the lineup back to back days that irked me. So, and we'll see if the Cubs actually address what Stroman had to say. If Jed Hoyer oh, has a plan to be in the dugout Tuesday night, we'll see. We'll break it down uh, for Tuesday's episode. Good show today. Shout out to the everydayers for with us all five episodes throughout the week. And you could become an everydayer by checking us out each and every weekday for more shows this week. Be sure to hit that subscribe button for Locked On Cubs on YouTube and smash the like button for the algorithm, Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts and streaming on SiriusXM. He's Sam Olber. I'm Matt Cozy. This is Locked On Cubs.